Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I am married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as mm-hmm. soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online, and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough, and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then, and you're re- Reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? I got an interesting email from a man who said, I don't know how to stop porn. And I was thinking, I need a porn specialist. And, you know, Gary Wilson, God bless his soul, was that porn specialist that everybody went to to understand their brain on porn and to understand what they needed to do to get off of porn. You know, there are people that say I have a sex addiction and then it turns out to be a porn addiction. And there are are people that say I don't have a sex addiction, I have a porn addiction. And so being that um, I believe God just puts into our laps what we need to see, hear, and read, I got this email from Matthew Finkelditch, and um, he was a, a porn specialist. And so I said, oh, i got to have you on the show. Um, this is very timely. He has a whole program called Porn to Purpose. So I'm real excited to have him on the show. That being said, I hope you had a good holiday. You know, we're Wrapping up 2021, starting 2022, and for a lot of people, this has been a tough year, 2021. 2020 was a tough year. COVID made it tough. Um, and my clients have done better with their patients. And probably because some of my clients have partners, partners that they actually um, help them that helps them stay clean. The bad news is that if you don't have anybody, it may have been a really isolating year. And there may have been very little reason to um, 
stay clean and healthy. So I just want you to know that I realize that I know that we definitely make things better by reaching out to you, giving you ideas on how to create more tools to get through this issue. And then, you know, through like a 12-step program, step 12 is that, of course, you get back. Now, I believe in the work that I do that there's always that stage of post-traumatic growth. And post-traumatic growth is when you have mastered something and as a result of mastering it, wow, you have figured out how to learn from it, grow from it, and enrich your own life and the community around you. Sounds good, doesn't it? So I can't wait to hear what Matt has to say about porn, the purpose. It sounds like it is right up my alley. He has a lot of theoretical beliefs that I do too. He is, you know, he began his studies in Buddhism and theology, new thought as a young, young adult. Um, I guess I shouldn't really say theology. It's really new thought. And I'm a big believer in the Buddhist way. I mean, for me, I'm a Christian, speaking in my own church. Um, I call God, God, not a higher power. But we really need to help the masses. And that means you've got to be respectful of that entire continuum. And so I have a feeling that Matt's going to really talk about how his study created a different mind state, if you will, with a different mind story about pornography. You all know I come from that perspective. So it's, it's a challenge or an issue. You say to yourself, how can I grow stronger with the way to learn from it? Right? And then it's that perspective that keeps you out of the victim state and gives you a lot of hope, strength, and recovery. And that's what I have a feeling he's going to be talking about. Let alone passion. Um, because we really all need to find something that we're passionate about. Now, that passion can be very simplistic, right? I mean, it just can. It may have to do with taking care of your puppy and making sure that he's well-fed and watered and groomed and walked and really enjoying um, that connection. Doesn't have to be anything big. Or it may be that you decide to give back in a different way, in a way that really allows you to um, feel like you've made a difference in the world. So that's going to be what I'm going to ask you about for the start of this new year. What is it that you can do? that will help make a difference in the world. And one last thing that I'm going to ask you. 
you know, at the beginning of the new year, I ask everybody not to identify a goal, but to pick a word that represents what they want to do, right? And I'm wondering if you have that word. You know, for me, this word this year is IRCAM. And IRCAM stands for the Early Recovery Couples Empathy Model. It's a training that I've started. It's a certification that I'm doing. You know, I'm 66, and uh, I want to leave something for my colleagues who want to learn how to work with couples. And so I really am diligently Like meditation 101 and a book by Dr. Joseph Spencer. 
some people, like myself, can drink recreationally, have a couple beers on the weekend, or you know, drink a couple times a month, and it's not an issue. But for some people, a, a sip of alcohol turns into a big problem. Mm-hmm. And for some people, they have a similar relationship with pornography. Some people can use it recreationally once in a while. Maybe they incorporate it into their into their relationship. You know, maybe it's a healthy part of their sexuality. But for some people, it becomes addictive. Some people become compulsive and toxic and, and very unhealthy. And those are the ones that I serve. And, and to answer your question, yeah, so how do I gauge that for myself? How do I know if porn is, is an issue? And I have kind of three criteria that I like to offer okay. for people if they're kind of trying to gauge that for themselves. And the first one might be, um, I think, just really looking at your emotional, your spiritual, your physical kind of reaction or response in and around your relationship with pornography. So after you go to pornography, right, after you're done with a session, how do you feel? Like a lot of people experience feelings of shame, guilt, remorse, disconnection. Maybe the stuff that they're viewing, right, is, is not unhealthy. Maybe they spent several hours kind of binging on pornography and they just don't feel good about the stuff that they're consuming. For them, it feels out of alignment spiritually maybe um, or out of integrity for who they want to be. Um, a lot of people create the social awkwardness, the sexual awkwardness. A lot of people kind of withdraw and they become disconnected. For a lot of people, it creates this, this, this foggy mind kind of thing going on. So I think the first and foremost thing we can look at is, like, what is your experience with it afterwards in life? Do you, do you notice that there's – are you uplifted after you're done and feeling good about yourself, or are you feeling kind of low afterwards? Okay. So I think that would be a great indicator. Okay. First and foremost, just look at, just look at your reaction to it. And can, too. can I say something? Yes. Yeah. Because obviously, when something becomes compulsive, invariably turns into all those factors you just talked about. You you don't feel good about yourself. There is a sense of secrecy or hiding. And that's what compulsivity can do to the normal man or woman. And so I'm glad that you're indicating that's a primary feature of it. Is it working for you or against you? Okay, so second, exactly. second criteria. Yeah, second criteria. And I'll just go where you need this one. It's a great, is it something that you're having to hide in your life? Is it something that you have to keep secret? Is it something you have to kind of stay contracted around? Would you, like, do you find that you have to sneak off or sneak out of bed while your partner's in bed to go to the new and sneak off into the bathroom? Uh, would you feel comfortable handing your phone or your computer browsing history over to your partner to see what you've been looking at. Mm-hmm. Or that piece of your life that you have to kind of stay secretive and hiding around. That would be another good indicator. That's not a great energy to feel behind throughout like sneaking, lying, whatever whatever behavior comes around that. Well, and I hope I'm not shooting up your third point, but, you know, the research indicates that people, primarily men, look at porn during their work day. And so is it something they'd be willing to hand over to their boss and say, yes, I'm going to check my computer? Because right. it really does interfere with the larger business sense of life, and it, it takes mm-hmm. away from your own productivity no matter what you do. So continue. Exactly. Thanks, thanks girl. And, yeah, so a lot of guys are doing that. They're, they're sneaking off into the bathroom at work. Maybe they're supposed to be working and they're viewing pornography. Maybe they're driving in the car. I hear that a lot. A lot of people are viewing pornography in the car while they're driving. So a lot of this kind of behavior that, yeah, is, is very much secretive. Maybe the, the, the wife and the kids are upstairs, you know, and you're down in the basement, you know, your computer's supposed to be working, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so that's, that, that's a big issue. 
And number three, Carol, and these are all very obvious, you know, but sometimes we don't always see the obvious. But number three is, is it have you tried to stop but have been unsuccessful? Have you told yourself in the past, you know what, I don't really like the way this makes you feel, it doesn't feel like the way I want to be, and so I'm, I'm going to stop. But you continue to return. You told yourself you're going to stop, maybe you made a period to quit, but you continue to go back and you've been unable to, to quit. Um, that would be another really good indicator there. Well, yes, and certainly that fits that Patrick Carnes philosophy that if there's that inability to stop, that is a primary um, indicator. And, you know, the men I know, invariably, first because I'm working with compulsivity, they always have a stop date. And sometimes they stop for that on that date for 20 minutes, for an hour, for a day, for a week, even a month. And they think, I've got this, but that compulsion returns, and then they're back in the cycle as if they never gave it up. Yeah. And what's really interesting is it seems as though, you know, men, in myself, in my own journey, it's like if your, if your journey goes to a certain depth or level or darkness and you're kind of viewing maybe a specific kind of pornography or your habits and behaviors are of a certain routine, it's like whenever we start back up, we go right back. To where we kind of left off, you know, it doesn't, it's not like this gradual, you know, um, increase. It's like we go right back to where we left off. It seems oftentimes. Well, yeah, and you know, what's more disheartening, you know, as a CSAT, a certified sex addiction therapist, I've been trained to be porn neutral. And I, I tried that for a couple of years, trying not to be judgmental, which I heard you very, very um, eloquently being able to do. When I saw the partner betrayal, I could no longer accept porn because it does objectify women. And so many of those women are trafficked. And, I mean, there's just so many layers to why it's not healthy, you know, in my mind, spiritually, physically, emotionally, all that stuff. That being said, um, what I really know is that for those men and women that practice pornography and they don't have a significant other, it becomes their best friend. It becomes the only thing they do when they go home. And it interferes with their ability to have relationships and to have erections when they finally meet somebody and they want to connect. And what is most heartbreaking for me is that our kids, are not seeing our parents' porn. They are seeing brutality, gang raping, you know, so much violence connected with sex that it really distorts what beauty is in sexuality and spirituality. It distorts that young mind. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's wrong, 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 but I'm not judging people for their practices I believe they probably haven't been enlightened enough yet. Yeah, I would actually agree with you there. I just do my best not to be judgmental of the people, as, as, as you put very well, also, Carol, the people that choose to view it, to engage in it, that find it for whatever reason healthy. Maybe they don't go to that dark place. It's not all, you know, it's, it's not all really so, so dark, but, it, but a lot of it is. And it seems like, just like with any drug, mm-hmm. it's like it's got to get, deeper and darker and heavier and more extreme and more intense in order to kind of hit those arousal mechanisms. And that's what we see with guys and 
what we also see is a lot of times these people are, are viewing pornography that really doesn't even align with who they feel themselves to be or what they truly want. is arousing them and, and exciting them, but it's, it's not because it really um, is who they truly are. It, it just speaks to what they actually need to, to get an offense, you know? So it's right. more and more extreme. Yeah, what they train their brain to be fascinated by. You know, the, the number one thing I hear from porn users that, that have that compulsivity is, wow, um, when I'm away from it, I wonder what else is out there that I haven't seen yet. So it's yeah. that anticipatory, I need to get back to it to see what I've been missing. So, mm-hmm. so now let me ask you, because you have just done an amazing job of creating programming for people that, well, for men that have porn issues, because you don't work with women, right? Personally, just men, yes. Okay, yeah, I like that, personally. Um, what would you suggest for people that begin to wonder if they have a problem with porn and, and want to be able to really evaluate that for themselves? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple of things. First and foremost, those three criteria that I mentioned are, are, are good ways to, those all require being honest with yourself, which is sometimes hard to do, you know? Sometimes we don't want to admit, some people, they really love their, their family their relationship with it, you know? And it's not something that they want to really maybe be honest with themselves about. Maybe it is a safety blanket for them. It's the, it's the one friend they do have. It's what they go to. It's their comfort. So a lot of people don't want to be honest with themselves about it. Um, but so those three criteria I offered, you know, how does it make you feel, basically? Is it something you're hiding and being, you know, creating secrecy within your life? And number three, is it something you've tried to put and have been successful? Those would be a couple of key ways if you're just willing to be honest with yourself and say yes or no to, uh, to start. Uh, number, number two, Carol, I would say, get into community around it. Get into some sort of accountability around it. Once you get into community around it, you know, porn is one of those things that we all – carry by ourselves. You know, it's a very lonely journey. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dark journey. It's a lonely journey. It's something that we, we often battle by ourselves for most of our lives. Uh-huh. So getting into community gives us an opportunity to, one, recognize that we're not alone, that we're not such a weirdo, that that form makes us feel like we are oftentimes, that there's other people dealing with this on this path. And it gives us an opportunity to take that, which we've been hiding and dealing with by ourselves all of our life, and share it with others, and it really creates a lot of, I think, freedom for us, and creates a, a, a lightness that allows us to unburden ourselves a bit around our journey. And because porn does hide in the darkness, when we bring it to light, I think it, it begins to lose its power uh, over us. Um, so getting into community is a really great first step, and you can join you know, a community that maybe is a free community, and just get into see the conversation. Maybe you don't even engage at first, but you just get in, and that's a great first step. So what are some of those communities? What would you advise? Speak to mine as well. Absolutely. I would love you to. Okay, thank you. I speak, uh, I run a uh, Facebook community presently called Porn to Purpose. Um, We're about 900 members. We're we're close to 900 members. We'll probably hit that this month. Uh, From men around the world doing this work together. So it's a free free community, a free support community. So something like that where... Um, we have men from all faiths. We have some who are completely, um, you know, not of any faith tradition, but some men that are also from the Christian tradition. So we've got the full spectrum. So we're very much an interfaith um, community of men that are about the conversation around pornography. We deal with it very specifically. 
but we also help grow the man mentally, spiritually, physically, because that's where so much work is done. We're really a personal spiritual development team, I'd say, underneath it all, helping the man grow. Um, so getting yourself into one of those communities, I think Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous um, is, is, is another uh, very common community to get into. Um, so wait, wait, wait for a second. Let's stay with yours. Yeah, good. Okay, so yeah. if somebody were interested in getting onto that group, they'd go to www.facebook.com forward slash form to purpose. Yeah, it'd be forward slash groups forward slash form to purpose. But if you just went on to, if you just went on to Facebook uh-huh. and just searched on Facebook for to purpose, um, our, our group would come up. Okay, and so then, do they have to be evaluated or assessed by anybody, or are they just immediately part of the group? Well, they can make a joint request. Now, I do, you know, there's a lot of Facebook groups out there, and a lot of them are just kind of rubbish. They've got just a lot of oddball people and people with not great intentions and, you know, fake accounts and stuff like that. So I think a lot of emphasis on really creating a high-quality group. So everybody that comes in, Ideally, I want everybody to have a profile picture, actually know it's a real person. Right. I'll typically open up their account and make sure that they're a real person and not just some spammer or some kind of weird account. Um, so as long as you are a man and, you know, you seem to be a man of character, because we also want to create a community that's safe, that's supportive, that's loving, that's non-judgmental. We want to, we want to bring those men into the fold, no matter where you are on your journey. So if you're a man and you're a man of character, then, then you're welcome in our community. Got it. And so, yeah, you do a little research on the person to make Mm -hmm. sure they're not a spammer or whatever, or not a woman, because unfortunately, when it comes to tell us stuff, especially Facebook, you've got people of the opposite sex pretending to be, and not for their own (laughs) template, but just because it's fun to fake the world out. So you do some, and, and the men trust you put their picture on their membership, you know, for your group? Yep, yep, they do. I mean, you know, they've, they've already got a Facebook profile, so when they join the community, only only members of the community can see who's a member. You know? okay. So if you're not a member of the community, you cannot see who's in there. Okay. You have to join. And I was like, you know, I look at their, I look at their profile before they come in. I say, is this like a real person, you know? Is this someone, in it? you know, like a legitimate person? So I always check that. And, yeah, they've got a profile picture, and they come in. And um, and they do have to have a degree of trust, you know. It is very vulnerable to step in to group and say, "Hey, this is something that I'm dealing with," you know. But that's the first piece of the that's the, that's the first thing is to step into that and say, "I'm here," you know, and I'm willing to own that and to step into some community and some accountability around that. And so, for somebody who's never ever thought about using Facebook and using porn to purpose, mm-hmm. um. They actually may divulge some vulnerability with it. You know, I had four days clean time, and I messed up last night, and now I feel so shameful. And and people will write them back. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just say, if you don't mind, that you know you can connect with me outside of Facebook. That's not the only way to do that. If you'd like, you can you can share how to do that later or whatever you'd like. But yeah, so people come in like right now. Uh, about once a quarter, we run what's called a seven-day, a free seven-day porn abstinence challenge, and we and we've got about 43, I think, members that have enrolled this time around. It's a free challenge where men come in, 
and they commit to seven days abstinence from porn. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way for, you know, maybe they might know that porn's an issue for them to say, I want some support around this for seven days. Or maybe it's for them and that says, I think it might be an issue, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can stop for seven days. So let me see what it's like and let me see how I feel. Mm-hmm. So we run these challenges. And uh, today we're on day five of the challenge. They come in, they actually make a commitment video for the community. They say, you know, my name's Matt, uh, and I'm, I'm committed to seven days, abstinence from porn, and here's why I'm doing it. Here's why it's important to me, because it's affecting my family, my relationships, my health, my, my walk with God, whatever it might be. They make that public commitment. That's day one. And then every day of the training, we'll do some training and give them some really practical stuff to begin giving them the foundation for long-term abstinence, the stuff that we're providing our, our men and our coaching program. Okay. So, yeah, men are very vulnerable this year. Yeah, I bet. And to make a video on top of it, you and I know how easy that is because we make that part mm-hmm. of our life. So, wow. Okay, so give us a tip. If we were attending the seven-day abstinence, and that's what I was going to call today's show, although everything ends with, with Carol the Coach, so it was going to be, Mm-hmm. The seven-day porn abstinence with Carol the coach, mm-hmm. and then I would be talking about you. And then I saw porn to purpose, and I said, "No, I like that better for a title." So, mm-hmm. what what's one tip you would give our listening audience if they were struggling with porn and wanted to abstain for a week? Mm-hmm. Okay, great question. So, aside from getting into uh, a community, getting into you know accountability is interesting because. And accountability, buddy, they could be okay for a time, but if you're not really invested with that person, accountability partners flake, you know, and that's just what happens sometimes, you know. Um, but I think getting into accountability, getting into community, joining something like that we're doing, like the challenge, but if you were not doing any of that, I think one of the first most important steps you can begin to do is, is to really clarify your why. You know, I know you do a lot of personal development work. I'm sure you've heard of this idea. Start with why, you know, begin with the end in mind. And in our program, in our process, we really help them men. So this why speaks to this idea around purpose, you know. And in our process, we train our men to really dig deep around their why. And we break the why down into two pieces. The first part of the why is the pain or the prison of where you are currently, getting really real, real with yourself and saying, how is porn adversely affecting my life? Or what are the key areas that porn is affecting in my life? Again, my health, my relationships, my spirituality, my work, my business, my peace of mind, getting really clear on what it is that we're no longer willing to tolerate in our lives. Okay. You know, and so, so that's the first piece of the why. The second piece of the why is now let's get clear on what I do want to be experiencing instead. What does that ideal relationship look like for me? How do I want to feel about myself when I look in the mirror? What do I want my health and my energy to look like? What is my higher calling in life? What is my purpose? How would I like to be of service to others? Mm-hmm. So that's the why part two. That's the vision. You know, where are we going? Once we clarify where we no longer want to be. So I think getting clear on your why is a great first step. Okay. And so that, that sounds marvelous. And I encourage our listening audience to write down what your why is. It'll get you mm-hmm. thinking. Um, and then I have these 10 recovery tools just for addiction in general, but certainly sex addiction would apply to porn addiction, and that is to become part of a group and to have a sponsor or a mentor. Now, are there any men in your group that fit that role of being a mentor? I mean, does everybody mm-hmm. become a mentor, or do you have some guys that are kind of leading the group? Well, 
I would say I'm primarily leading the group. However, mm-hmm. we've got a handful of our guys that are like our senior, our senior guys. Mm-hmm. They've been a part of the community for over a year now. Uh, one of our brothers, he went through the Seven Day Abstinence Challenge back in 2020. Just through the work that he did in the Seven Day Porn Abstinence Challenge, he's now he's now been free from porn since June of 2020. Wow. And he's an older gentleman, and he uh, he's very um, very present in the group and shows up a lot. He encourages a lot of the other guys. Some of our brothers who have been through our 90-day program, which is called the Liberation Boot Camp. Um, some of our senior members that are still uh, a part of the community, they support our other brothers. Uh-huh. Once our guys graduate from our 90-day program, they, they move into uh, some extended support um, if, it's, if it's the right guy, and that's called the Noble Council. So our Noble Council is our men that want to be actually um, developed for leadership within the community. Because as you may know, Carol, it's like leadership is such a big piece of the puzzle. That's why whenever you hit 90 days or six months or a year porn free, it's really important that you turn around and help the next person coming along because that helps you crystallize your own lessons and it also holds you to a higher degree of integrity in your own journey. It's the name so of the game. Absolutely. So, so my intention is to develop, you know, our guys that have graduated from our program to now be a service to those brothers who are coming up along the path. So we absolutely have guys that hold other men accountable and support inside of our community. Okay, now let me ask you this. How did you get 900 men to know about this Facebook? It's been a lot of work. It's just been, it's, you know, it's a full-time endeavor. And I've just been, I have, I have coaches and, you know, all showing me all the techniques and strategies I've invested in myself. And I just go to work on this every day. And, I really treat it like my purpose, you know? So uh, every day I'm out there inviting, 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 doing the videos, writing posts, doing podcast interviews, you know, just working and hustling just like you are to get the word out and to invite people into our community. So it's just a very intentional effort every single day. Just work, you know? Well, and so, Matt, are you saying, obviously you have some free resources, and then you do have some resources that cost. And you'll provide coaching or tell us about things that people can do to up the ante of their own recovery in addition to the Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And that's really where I was, Carol. You know, it's like uh, I tried on my own for all of my life and I was unsuccessful. And I had been involved in coaching and personal development for probably a decade. And I just recognize that whenever I pay for something, I pay more attention. Mm-hmm. Whenever I put my money down, I take it more seriously. I'm invested. There's an energetic exchange there. I mean, I'm really taking that, that commitment seriously so I'm, I'm, because I treat it like an investment. I want to return on that investment. You mm-hmm. know? So coaching was such a big part of my process. Mm-hmm. Putting money down and getting to a group coaching um, kind of situation was a big piece of my process. So I've developed uh, the Liberation Boot Camp which is our 90-day process. And the free stuff is really good and really supportive. But if you're really ready to say, all right, I've established some success here. I've got, I've got a feel for this. I've been able to go a couple days, a couple weeks on my own, but I continue to relax. I developed the 90-day liberation boot camp for those men that really want to create their first 90-day form free and then on to their one-year form free. My goal is for the guys that come into our coaching program is to get them to a year form free and train them on the philosophy, to train them on the tools, on the tactics, on the way of life you know, that really will support them and sustain them in long-term abstinence. So that's, that's kind of the next step from our, from our uh, free community is an upgrade to the group coaching program. We've got uh, a group of men from around the world uh, doing this work together. And our group coaching program meets a couple times a week. They also get to work one-on-one with me. 
and they've got their own curriculum that they're going through on, on a daily and, and weekly basis as well. So that would be kind of the upgrade the, the of um, what some of the groups. Yeah, because it just hit me when you said this is my full-time job. I thought, mm-hmm. well, this is not volunteer for you. I mean, you've got to be able to make a living and you've got to mm-hmm. be able to live comfortably. Um, and I can see that you, you know, you work your program, you believe in it. I even think I saw some incense back there or something smoking behind you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now it's Champa. It's my, it's my there you go. Okay, so... You are self-actualized enough to know that you really have to do some major inner parenting, you know, and reparenting. Mm-hmm. And so I want to ask you, you know, what was, if you could go back and talk to that 13-year-old, is that about the time that you got involved and invested in porn? Yeah, I think I think that probably was about it. You know, when I first became aware of it or began seeing it, I remember a couple of the early instances that I was exposed to it one way or the other. Um, and that's such an important question, Carol, and that's so much of the work that we get to go back and do, you know, with, with our men and in our journey is go back and do that inner child work. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, to parent that child, um, oftentimes we as, as men, mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes here, we're still little boys inside in many ways. And many of us are still little boys sexually. We still view women out of that same lens. We still view sex out of that same, out of that same lens. We still view ourselves out of that same lens. So a lot of the work we get to do is to go back and help that young man or that boy mature, you know, into the man that he's called to be. Um, so, so a piece of advice I would give that 13-year-old boy if that was me is, well, on one hand, Carol, I think that I believe my time is also perfect, you know, and there are no mistakes, you know. It's like we're all here, and it's all been a perfect part of our journey, you know. For me, I know I got I was exposed to porn. I was like a shy kid. I was shy around women. I had my own questions around my sexuality. I grew up in the church. I didn't necessarily have a lot of space to explore my sexuality or have that conversation. So I think I was sexually awkward in, in many ways as a kid. And for me, porn was like exciting. It was a way for me to explore my sexuality. It was a way for me to like feel as though maybe I was connecting with women because maybe I felt shy to do it in real life. Absolutely. It, it touched on that for me. So it did serve me in ways, and I think it's always important to do that. Even people that maybe are using drugs or whatever it is, like there is something that's being served there, but unfortunately there's a toxic element to it too, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I could do anything for me as a kid, I think as a parent, if I were the parent of me as a kid, it would be to try and like help me normalize my sexuality a little bit more and not feel as though it's such a taboo subject and make it feel like a more integrated whole part of me versus something that's weird and strange or something I can't talk about. And I would also certainly do my best as a parent to guide and steer my kid away from pornography and just help them be aware of the dangers of it, you know. And Yeah, that was something that really wasn't talked about in my family. It was an awkward conversation, I think, for so many of us. And I and I loved Gary Wilson's work because it was so non-judgmental. Your brain on porn, and I was saying to my listening audience before he came on, he just recently passed away this year. Um, but he dealt with it from a, a neurobiological standpoint and showed what happened and how it retrains the neural pathways to yeah. look for dopamine hits and. And um, so I think that was a really good answer about the 13-year-old. And obviously, 
you brought up one thing I was going to throw at you that um, I hope you don't mind, but so many men have looked at porn for so many years, and now they have kids, and the kids have found their porn, and they didn't realize it. And then usually mom discovers that they found the porn, and Mm -hmm. it just throws men into that spiral of shame. Because they know how they struggled with it, and they think, oh, my gosh, I set my own child up for this. What would you tell our listening audience if they have been afraid of that scenario or if they've encountered that scenario? Mm -hmm. Yep, so for me, that's a call to integrity. So, you know, it's like do as I do as I uh, uh, what is do as I do, not as I say, or however, however I told you, know, just you've got to be the example. You've got to be the example. And so many men that, that I begin my work with on our initial conversation, you know, why are you here? Why are you showing up? Why is this important to you? And it's like a lot of men are like, hey, I need to leave my family in this. I need to leave my child in this. I need to leave my boy in this. I need to be the example for my daughters of what kind of man I want to be in their lives, you know? And I can't do that when I've got this in my own life unresolved. Mm-hmm. So again, so much of this is about stepping into that, that higher calling for ourselves and as men and as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would say to, to the man who's into the family, whatever he's dealing with that, resolve it for yourself. So you can speak with this integrity and, and honor. Mm-hmm. I love that as well as you um, emphasize that it's also about talking about it. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, they've got to resolve it to some degree so that they can be the role model for their own children that says, look, Dad had a problem with it, too, and, and I've gotten some help, and it's actually made me a better person. And so, you know, I want to know how you feel about pornography, and I want to know what you've seen, and I want to know if you want help stopping because I'm your dad, and, and I really don't want that life for you, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a toughie uh, because, again, so much shame is attached to us. And then so much pain because the wife is doubly angry at her husband. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you have given us a lot of good information, and I want to say, again, that people can go to your Facebook group and put in porn purpose, and they'll find you. And you have that 90-day liberation boot camp. Or is it a liberation? liberation yes, and uh, yep, that's, that's our coaching program, yes. And I want to explain your last name. I mean, certainly so many people just uh, play things on the phone, and I put your name down, I put all this information in, but it is Matt or Matthew, single, single Ritz, you said, or Vitz? Single Vitz. Like Ritz. And that's S-I-N-K-O-V-I-T-Z. Is that correct? Correct. That's and if they want to email you, they can go to makingpeacewithporn at gmail.com and exactly. submit um, an email to you. And do you promise my listeners you'll get back to them? Oh, I 100% promise. And I also promise that it's 100% discreet as well. So they can reach out and know it's just going to be between them and I. Okay. It's going to be as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you understand that because that um, is so very, very important. And, you know, uh, certainly with Sex Help with Carol the Coach, when I first started, there wasn't anybody that wanted to be part of my Facebook fan club because, again, they were worried. What happens if my wife, what happens if my boss, what happens if my sister 
would see mm-hmm. I'm part of this group. And so I love the fact that the, your group is anonymous in that you have to be a member to be identified yeah. as, a, as part of the group. Correct. Love mm-hmm. that. Is there anything you want to say, because we're wrapping up the show now, is there any information, anything you want to say before we end? Um, no, I would just uh, I would just offer that, you know, again, porn is one of those things that people hold to very, very tightly, you know, and, and a lot of people don't want to address it. And I would just say, if there's something, even if it's a still, small whisper inside of you that that maybe, maybe, maybe you're really clear that porn is unhealthy for you, or maybe you suspect it could be, I, I, would, I would invite you to explore it for yourself, and I would invite you to explore, hey, can I go a day? Can I go three days? Can I go a week without it? And, and see what is on the other side of it. It's like, you know, I, I drink a gallon of water a day. That's what I shoot for. And, and it wasn't until I began drinking a lot of water that I realized, like, how dehydrated I was before, you know? So oftentimes, porn is, is not very obvious in the way that it affects us. It's, you know, it's not always very evident. But uh, there's, there's a lot that can be, uh, a lot of power that can be found uh, in absence of pornography and these toxic things. So I would say, you can go uh, up here and see what life without it is like and see what's available for you there. Well, abstinence is such a recovery term, but that's what I really loved about your 90-day liberation. Because really, when we give up things that are not good for us, it is promised to liberate us in all mm-hmm. sorts of ways we could never have imagined. So Matt Singlet. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Carol, uh, you're a great hostess, and it's been an honor to be here with you today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime. Come back in a year and tell us about your new program. (laughs) Thanks so much. I will. All right. You make it a good week, and I know that you will. (laughs) I will. Thanks so much, Carol. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye. All right. So, obviously, Matt has done a really good job of letting us know what's going on in his life, and he has made it his purpose, his passion, and his goal to help you with this problem. You're listening to Carol, um, the coach, and I'm glad to be back with you. I kind of took a hiatus for a variety of reasons of which I'm not going to go into right now, but believe me, there were some good reasons. And so I'm back and I'm going to be back strong. We're going to get these things on YouTube. It's one more thing for me to do as I work into retirement. One more extra thing I've got to do, but it is going to be worth it. And as I say to you at the end of every show, there will only be one of you at all times. Fearlessly, 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 have the courage to be yourself. Follow through with what Matt asked you to do. Whether you're a woman or a man with this issue, give it a day, give it three days, give it a week, and see if it doesn't feel better. And don't get down on yourself um, if, you, if you return. We'll see you next week for more sex help with Carol the Coach.